The communion meditation will be from Hebrews chapter 11, if you'd like to turn there. Well, I gave uh, two communion meditations um, in the past on people who lacked faith. And that was, uh, at least temporarily, that was John the Baptist and the Apostle Thomas. And, uh, and we saw in there how the Lord was gracious to them and helped them through and restored their faith. And so the, those examples were in the scripture for that purpose. Well, today we're going to look at something I alluded to that last time, and that is the, uh, the hall of, of, uh, of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. But we're only going to read one verse today, and that is Hebrews 11.4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. Let's pray. Father, we come this morning with the realization that you have chosen us to be your people, and as your people we have tested and seen that you are gracious. We need to be instructed by your word. Help us to desire it and to be changed by the pure milk of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're just jumping in the middle of Hebrews here. Um, and Hebrews is one of my favorite books of the Bible, except for a number of others. But um, the, there's so much good literary construct in Hebrews. What you have is you have deep doctrine that is brought, and then examples are given to understand that doctrine. And then you have application of that doctrine woven throughout, beautiful poetry in Hebrews as well. And one of the neat things, I, I recommend you just sit down and read Hebrews straight through, and what you will see is that every once in a while, this author, graciously reminds us of the thesis of Hebrews. And that's, by the way, that's really good writing when you're, you're reminded of what this is all about. But about every third or fourth chapter, you'll, you'll see that. And essentially, the theme of Hebrews is be faithful to Jesus to the end. That's, that's really what it is. But there, like I said, there's a number of verses that encapsulate that. And I'll, I'll read one from Hebrews uh, 6, 11, and 12. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to look at, like I mentioned, just one person, and that is Abel. Now, to understand Abel, of course, we need to look back. We need to turn back to the story. So let's turn back to Genesis chapter 4. And we'll read verses 1 through 8. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. 
And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Let's walk through this just a little bit. Uh, go back to uh, verse 2 and, uh, and 3. We see that these two gentlemen have different professions. See, Cain is a, is a farmer, essentially, and, and uh, Abel is a rancher. Now, there's nothing inherently superior about being a rancher, although where I'm from down in Texas, they would say there is. But there's actually, there's actually nothing... Um, Superior Up here, we would probably say the farmers are, are superior. But anyway, equally um, good professions. But there is a difference here in the offering, and so we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Essentially, the, uh, the crux of the matter is in verses 3 through 5. And here we see that Cain brought an offering of fruit from the ground, and Abel brought to the firstborn of his flock and their fat. So here's the question. Why is Abel's offering respected and Cain's not? Did, did Cain guess wrong? Uh, did Abel have some insight about God's requirements that, that Cain didn't have? Well, there, there are two schools of thought on this, on, on why Abel's was respected and Cain's was not. The first school of thought is that it's all about the attitude, the heart attitude of each of these two brothers. And so if you look in verse 5, this is some support for that school of thought. But after, excuse me, but he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So you get some indication of Cain's heart attitude in this whole process. It's angry, so not, you know, not faithful. The other support for this idea that it's mainly about the heart attitude and not about what they did is the fact that throughout the Bible, uh, faith is elevated. Heart matters are important. We see that in uh, Hosea 6.6. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And the Lord repeated this in Matthew chapter 9. The idea is, you know, wash the inside of the cup first. That's primary. So in Scripture, we do see a primacy of the, of the heart attitude. So that's there. But this school of thought falls short of the text. It's not just about the heart attitude. It's also about what Cain did. And, um, and so we'll just look at some of these things. First of all, we won't turn there, but 1 John 3.12 gives some insight. It says... Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. So there was something to to the works. And let's let's look at verse 5 here in, in Genesis 4. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. You see the... The two things there, Cain and, and his offering. And throughout this passage, this passage and the passage in Hebrews, there's a lot of discussion about the fruit and the, and the, and the animal. 
So there is something to that. We know that there is something to that. Verse 7 shows that it's not only important the attitude, but also what is done. It reads, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desires for you, but you should rule over it. So we see that it is not just the hard attitude of these two brothers, but it's, there was a distinction in what each one of them, them did. So, the actual sacrifice is important. But why, the question still remains, why was Cain's rejected but Abel's accepted? Well, here's the answer. God must have given instruction in some way to both Cain and Abel of what is required. Probably from Adam. We know that the animals were killed to give them covering. And so blood atonement is, is initiated here. And, and Adam probably instructed his sons in the necessity of that. Also, God is just. God does not hold people accountable for things that they do not know. This is, the, this is a principle throughout uh, Scripture. And either by his creation, the lesser revelation, the, the, the general revelation, or by his word, the Bible and Jesus, the special revelation, either by one of those two things, he instructs us as to his requirements. And what's the end of that? As we see in Hebrews chapter 1, even all the world is without excuse. So the principle is that God is just. He lets people know what is required. So he would not hold Cain accountable to some secret thing. Cain, Cain either knew or he should have known. He should have diligently sought that out. Now, interestingly, um, it's not just because it was fruit, because fruit can be an offering to the Lord. In Deuteronomy 26, verses 1 and 2, the people were commanded to offer up fruit as, uh, as a thank offering to the Lord, showing his sovereignty, showing um, that everything belongs to the Lord. So there is a place for the fruit offering in the Old Testament, but not here. Obviously not here. God was not, not pleased with that. Well, to wrap this up, let's go back to our primary verse back in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11.4, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he, being dead, still speaks. Well, I hope that you can see from this story that God demands both a willing, faithful heart and obedient, faithful actions. And the thing is, both of those come under faith. Those two things are organic. They're inextricable. They can't be separated from each other. This is the type of faith that Abraham demonstrated whenever he, he faithfully followed God's word. It's the type of faith that James talks about. It's a working faith. One that actually is, is, uh, is the full expression of God's command to be faithful. Now, for us at the communion today, I think that we should contemplate that we should come by faith.
And we should come by faith in executing the Lord's table, taking the Lord's table rightly. And we have clear instruction from the Word on that. And Rodney just brought us through a series on how to worthily take the table. But we also know that we need to have the right heart attitude. And we need to be directed to God's way. And that's what we pray today in our prayer of confession from Psalm 119. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Well, one more thing. We've seen that uh, Abel's faith was a working faith, both of the right attitude and the right actions. But we can't just look to Abel. Abel is not the one who did this in and of himself. And I'll just end with this. The, the last chapter of Hebrews in the benediction, listen to what it says about how we work, about how our faith. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the example of Abel. We ask for wisdom and how to worship you. We thank you for the direction you have given us for your table. Help us to approach it rightly with faith. In Jesus' name, amen.